But Jesus Christ came and broke the stronghold of sin over our lives. And not only did he set us free to be everything God has called us to be, but he translated us into his kingdom of light. He translated us to become part and parcel of his kingdom. That's why scripture says that we are seated like the song we sang. I am seated in the heavenly place. So if truly we are seated in the heavenly place, we should be aware of what is taking place in the heavenly place. And we should begin to practice what that life is in the heavenly place. So he says we should rejoice. No matter what it is, it is not circumstantial. It is a culture. It is the way that heaven is. So next verse, please, Valerie. Verse 5, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. He said be considerate, right? In all you do. Yes, to be considerate in all you do. Yeah, so in all we do as people of the kingdom, in all our dealings, we are called to be considerate towards people. Because God is not nearer to some people than he is to others. To be courteous towards people. Not to pick and choose, oh, I can only be courteous towards this person and not the other person. No. This is the way the kingdom operates. First of all, you understand that you are in union with God and God is your permanent source of delight. He's the one that brings joy to your life. So you're not living by the dictates of this world. Neither are you looking at people based on whatever measures humans use to address people or to size people up. As a person of the kingdom, this is what is expected of you. Next verse, please. Verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Another culture of the kingdom is not to worry. So first, you're in union with God. He is your constant delight. He is your joy. And he calls you to remain in that overflow of being in union with him. Number two, as a person of the kingdom, you are considerate unto everyone. God is not closer to other people than some. He is close to every one of his children. And he is Desiring that you understand that that person next to you is made in his image. Number three, do not be anxious for anything. Do not harbor the spirit of anxiety in you. These are things that don't take place in the kingdom. It is very important for us to understand this kingdom mentality, this kingdom lifestyle, and begin to live it here on earth. You are of that kingdom now. So you don't wait till after you leave your body to begin to leave the lifestyle of that kingdom. You don't wait till then. You leave that lifestyle on the kingdom right here on earth. Because kingdom of God wants to evade the earth. God designed and placed us here to bring his kingdom here. He wants this earth to be exactly the way heaven is. And so he made you and I. To model his kingdom here on earth. And this is a real thing for the Lord. And he's telling us that anxiety is not part of his kingdom. Whatever causes anxiety for us is not of him. 
It is not from his kingdom. It is from another kingdom. And that is not the kingdom we are part of. See, anxiety gives us an option that is not godly. It shows us that, oh, this is the only way. And th that is not truth. That is not the truth at all. God offers us a worry-free life where we place our hope in him, where we place our confidence in him. And so our choice to rejoice is not dependent on the things that are happening to us because when we become anxious, it is very hard for us to connect with the joy that is taking place in the kingdom of heaven. The Greek word for anxiety is merim now, and it's the idea of a distraction. So a spirit kingdom that is not of God creates a distraction for us when we are on earth. But we are not of the earth. We are of the kingdom of God. It is distracting us from leaving out God's will here. So present your requests. That's what God says. Your requests do not surprise him. Don't spend time harboring anxiety, harboring worry inside you. Your spirit is not engaged in that anymore. Your spirit has been translated to God's kingdom. Next verse, please. Verse 7. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God wants every one of us to experience peace. And he is showing us how to experience it. As long as we are on this earth, the enemy will bring everything he can throw at us to cause us to be anxious. You see, anxiety over your bills, anxiety over your health, anxiety over your children, anxiety over your job, anxiety over your relation, anxiety over your spouse, anxiety over your thoughts, anxiety over anxiety. Like, it's something that every one of us go through. And so the Lord is showing us that with thanksgiving, placing our requests, naming them, giving them over to him, telling him what we want him to do, then we can come to a place of peace. Don't harbor that thing. I don't know about you, but for me, every time I'm anxious about something, it's just like I'm in an unending loop. It's an unending loop. It doesn't provide a way out of it. It just makes you go in circles. You don't see a way out. But Jesus Christ is the way maker. And so God is saying that instead of being looped in that cycle of anxiety, take that thing that is engaging your soul and present it to me. Present it to me and see how my kingdom will come and take over that situation. And what you will experience is peace. That's why we say pray in the spirit at all times. That's why we say Worship the Lord. Put on a worship song. Worship God from the depths of your heart. And just allow your spirit soar in his kingdom. And you will experience the tangible kingdom of God take over your heart. Bring you to peace. This is the way to have peace that you can't explain. Suddenly you're like, wow. What's that thing that was disturbing me yesterday? It seemed like I was not going to make it. Like I couldn't even sleep. Like that was the end of my life. There was no hope for me. 
It was just this incessant distraction that came upon my spirit and gave me no rest. And so when you sense this attack come on you like that, and most of these attacks, you don't even know they are coming to you because it's mental. That's why they say your mental health is like one of the, the most important things to focus on. Because when something is hurting you in the physical, you can feel the pain. But when it's going on mentally, you are not quick to sense it. You think that everybody is going through that thing. It's not true. Many of us think that maybe because we've gone through certain circumstances. Maybe, for example, oh, um, maybe all of us were part of the pandemic. Maybe we had loved ones who, you know, had COVID and even died. Maybe we had that experience. And so we feel that everybody who has that experience is going through depression. I stand to tell you that that is a lie from the pit of hell. It is not okay for us to sit in it. Yes, it could come to every one of us. But the Lord is giving us a voice. He's giving us a solution out of it. And he says, use your voice and present that thing before me now. Present it to me. Worship in your presenting. Give thanks in your presenting. Do everything possible to pull that thing out of your life and give it over to me. And I promise you, I'm going to replace it with a peace that you have never encountered before. You know, Ima and I were going through some things and I, I was feeling really horrible. And I, I was telling him, like, how do you feel like, oh, you're this, you're less than, or this, that. He's like, no. It's like, no, never. I'm like, what? You don't? I was so surprised because I just felt that if you're going through something with somebody, then they should be feeling what you're feeling. And I was so surprised because I thought he was the most badly hit. So he should feel it. But he was like, never. Emphatically, he, he's never felt the way I was saying I was feeling. And I'm like, you know, I would just assume, maybe if I look at him and he looks sad or just his countenance or anything, I would assume that, oh, he's feeling it. And so I voiced it out to him and realized that this man has never felt this thing I'm talking about ever in his life. And believe it or not, that is how I found out that most of what we go through is a real distraction from the kingdom of darkness. The enemy will attack you in your mind and you will think that is what is common to everybody. It is not. You will assume that, okay, yes, if that is how humanity is. You know, you're where humans were bound to. Don't be deceived. It's a lie from the pit of hell. The word of God does not tell you that, oh, you're human. So those things are bound to happen to you. No, the Bible tells you that you are in the righteousness of God. The Bible tells you that he that is born of God does not sin. The Bible tells you that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. The Bible tells you that with God, nothing is impossible. The Bible does not tell you that you are human, so you are bound to go through what humans go through and what you're experiencing is what humans experience. So sit in it, it is a huge lie. And so if you're ever going through a situation and you're anxious about it, understand that it is a real attack from the kingdom of darkness.
coming to distract you from God's kingdom, coming to take you away from the lifestyle of God's kingdom and totally ruin your life. Can you imagine days, weeks, and months, years of going through the same thing every day because something happened to you and you were broken and the kingdom of darkness found a way in to lurk into that area of brokenness and brought their own kingdom reality to become your reality. And so you're living on earth and instead of revealing the kingdom that you belong to, you are revealing the kingdom of darkness. Is it not sad to find out at the end of your life that you truly lived here revealing a kingdom, but it wasn't the kingdom that you were supposed to reveal. How sad will it be when you find out that even though you were saved, even though you were calling yourself a Christian, even though you said that you're not a citizen of this world, even though you believe that you were of God's kingdom and you're called to show forth the greatness of God, who has drawn you out of darkness into his marvelous light, that you were truly living in darkness, yet you call yourself a Christian. And all of that goes on in here. It's all in the mind, all in the mind. God has called us to leave his kingdom today. You are already seated with him in heavenly places. You're already part of his kingdom. So he is training you to live like that kingdom today. It is a kingdom you practice its ways. You practice how it operates right now that you have your body. Because guess what? When you discard this body, you will automatically be living without anxiety. You will automatically be living in joy. You will automatically consider every spirit being as the image of God. All of that will happen automatically. So why do you have all these words in scripture teaching you how to live out that kingdom here? He said, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So why are we possessing this ways of the kingdom on earth and not living it? And not practicing it and not changing our mind and changing our ways from the old mindset to the new. What really proves that we are changed? What really proves that we have translated from one kingdom to another when we are still the same? Right? That's why you see someone calls themselves a Christian, but they do everything they did when they were an unbeliever. There's no change there. And so, as much as we all feel like we shouldn't practice this. Oh, I gave my life to Christ. So everything should just, I am automatically holy. I automatically think the most amazing thoughts. Somebody cuts me off on the drive-thru or in the driveway and I'm like, just smiling. Bless you, brother. I am rejoicing even when I, I lose a loved one. I am rejoicing even when my child does something crazy. I am rejoicing even when my spouse speaks badly to me. I am just rejoicing just because I gave my life to Christ. It's a big lie. You have got to practice this. When you die, you will automatically be in a kingdom where your flesh does not dictate 
your actions or the outcome of your life. But while you're here is when you need to practice the kingdom. It is when you need to build your character in your integrity by focusing and learning the ways of the kingdom. And Paul tells us that this is what we ought to do. This is how we deal with those old things. Those things in the flesh that want to take over our lives because of the things, the hurts, the pain, the shame, the failures we faced. Those things don't define us in all of that. We rejoice. Even in the midst of luck, we will not be anxious about tomorrow. We will present those things to him. Yes, while you're presenting, you see that bill coming out. You see that thing glaring in your face. But to live in the kingdom lifestyle, you begin to change the way you think. And not only will the Lord provide a way for you out of that difficult situation, he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. And people will look at you and be like, wow, how come she has peace in the midst of this terrible thing she's going through? And whether they tell you or not, they will sit in their closet and say, God, please, can you give me that peace that Mary has? They won't forget. They will remember. People remember. Why? Because all of us have angels attached to us. And they minister to us. And in our darkest place, the angel will whisper to us, will remind us of that person. That person that lived so victoriously in the midst of their challenge. And because that is God's heart for you, you will remember that person and ask God, to do for you what he did for that person. And I'm telling you one by one by one, we will begin to have God's kingdom manifest here on earth as it is in heaven. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.